Don't just ride the index, seek to outperform it with Fidelity Active ETFs. Learn more at fidelity.com slash active ETFs. Before investing in any exchange-traded fund, you should consider its investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Contact Fidelity for a prospectus, an offering circular, or if available, a summary prospectus containing this information. Read it carefully. While active ETFs offer the potential to outperform an index, these products may more significantly trail an index as compared with passive ETFs. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC, member NYSE, SIPC. You guys know Sierra got married last year. It's a lot of work. Oh boy, was it. It's a lot to do. And one thing that really helped her figure out what to do first, where to access certain resources, how to get people to know where they were supposed to go for a wedding, Zola. With Zola, you can discover venues and find vendors easily. You can message and book vendors right on their website. And truly, when I say that that was the first part that we had to do and also one of the most intimidating and hardest, it's so nice to just have them all listed right there and be able to talk to them right there and then. They also have free planning tools, which is really helpful because you don't know what you don't know. And if when you go to Zola... You have a guest list manager, wedding website templates, a budgeting tool because dang, can a wedding get out of hand real quick? Mm-hmm. It could all eliminate so much stress and you'll save so much time all because it's like a one-stop shop. That's so true. With Zola, you can plan your entire wedding in one convenient place. From the day you get engaged and search for the venue to the day you send out your save the dates, make your registry and even taste your cake. Zola has literally everything you need to make the whole process super easy and actually enjoyable. There's even a five-star app that helps you plan on the go or on your couch. Start planning at Zola.com. That's Z-O-L-A dot com. Hey guys. I'm Jerry. I'm Sierra. We're ladies. And we tangent. Guess what I bought? What? I can't stop buying things. No. Oh. <laughs> I wish. There was somebody who, who talked about buying a vibrator at Vader's. That was Rachel. That was Rachel? Did you? You didn't? Wait. On our fans page. Oh. Thank well, you. I know that Rachel talked about on For Better and Worse podcast that there was like a Oh, fuck, we already we said we weren't going to say this word. A clit sucking oh, are we on? vibrator. I mean, I guess I don't have to include this. We'll decide later. Okay. But it, and it made her squirt. Well, anyways, I looked at uh, it made me want to buy one. I've never used one. Have you ever squirted? <laughs> yes. <laughs> Same. Same. Yeah. I was so I think I remember the I was shocked because I didn't know what it was. I was like 18 and I'm like, excuse me. Right. We definitely can't put this in the podcast because my dad listens. Does he? Well, she's a squirter. (laughs) (laughs) Don't said your name. Don't you dare. Um, Anyway, so the first time I squirted. (laughs) Don't look at me like that. It was your fault. Well, that's impressive. Yeah, he did a good job. Good job. <laughs> he really good on a, you. He's a, he's a drummer. He's got fast hands. <laughs> so, oh, was yours with hands? Um, yes. Oh, yours was <laughs> okay. Okay, cool. no, not with my girl. <laughs> I, I thought have... you meant with your hands, <laughs> not with these. <laughs> not with my hands. I had different hands that time. <laughs> You know, your skin sheds every seven years or something. <laughs> yeah, we've said that. Oh, yeah. So it's yeah. Like, 
you haven't touched my body or whatever. Oh. <laughs> Something has to go. I know she bit the fuck out of me. <laughs> She's got freaking puppy teeth. Shane, can you get me a toy? Not the kind we've been talking about. Let's <laughs> <laughs> like <her> vibe. <laughs> yeah. Anywho, yeah. what was I talking about? I buy buy things <laughs> because I can't stop buying shit off Facebook. Ow! Facebook ads. When targeting I am, you, I, yeah. When I'm scrolling at three in the morning and I'm like, I'm sad. What could make me happy? <laughs> Spending my money, little Siri T, Siri T. Yep, and I do it. Yeah, and then I forget that I I bought myself flare jeans like freaking forever ago that were really tight flare jeans. Yeah, and I think it was a scam because it was like three <laughs> weeks ago. <laughs> you bought flare jeans? I what did. is it? Two thousand and nine? Yeah, I like it. Oh, okay. I like them. Okay, I'm more of a straight leg gal. But what are these? They're more like straight leg. Oh, I thought they were flares. No. They're no, like wide. They're like straight leg. But they're so they're wide. not skinny. So Corey's always like, those, those are really big pants. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. I like them because they give me so much room. Yeah. I, they're I not agree. like suction cup. When I, when I take them off of my body, it's easy. They don't, you don't see the, the, the seam <laughs> yeah. Yeah, of where the jeans were. Those always make me kind of feel sad. Yeah. Same Z's. So. Um, What's, What's up, up everyone? everyone? Hello. I like am laughing in my head because I'm hearing your sister say it. Um <laughs> yeah. Sierra's sister Taylor watched my kids the other day and when we were getting ready to leave, she was like, Are you gonna show me are you gonna show me around the studio? <laughs> And I was like, you mean you want to go in my basement? Sure. <laughs> and so we came down and she sat on the chair and she put her face to the mic and she was like, what's up, everyone? <laughs> and then I gave her a candle. Yeah. So I got to order more from Bloom. So We are going to order um, some more. I think there was a quiz on there that I could figure out like what <gasps> scent was going to like be I my vibe. I know what scent is my vibe. And it's Do you? Oh, she's going to knock your wine down. You silly Sally. <laughs> You're being silly. You're being a silly girl. Uh, it's fucking praline pecan. I know. That one was good. Mm. She was like, you can't give this to me. And I was like, yes, I can. It, it smells amazing. You like it. Yeah. I'll My get. just put their fingers in it. I was like, I'll get, I'll get another one. And she was like, I can't take this. And I was like, it's literally. Oh Are you God. guys for real? That was the cutest. It's like it's literally a candle that my son has stuck his fingers in. Like, please take it. It's from your favorite podcast set. Yeah. Your favorite podcast, which is like my podcast. Yeah. I think that's so funny. Mm-hmm. She's like, I'll call her. And I'm like, what are you doing? She's like, oh, my God, I just got done watching. You <laughs> she was like, I'm your number one fan. I'm she like, is. you're my cousin. Yeah. We've taken Very baths weird. together yep. as children. Oh, I did it last week. <laughs> I did one time. Watch my back steps. <laughs> I did one time. Wax her. Hootie. You did? We did it together. I said I want you to wax mine. She freaked out after I put the wax on. This was before I went to esthetician school. So I had no idea what I was doing. Don't wax yourself at home. Ever. I put it on way too thick. She started crying because I couldn't rip it off. <gasps> it was just pulling the hairs. So then oh, she no. got in and had to take like a really hot shower to try to get it out. But she couldn't. She was just like trying to scrape it off. Could you like use a hair dryer? Mm, we didn't think <laughs> like melt it we didn't think that like part. we used to do with crayons on canvas like we were artists <laughs> <laughs> you mean like last year <laughs> yeah no mm. we didn't think about that that mm. would have been a good idea yeah but we were really panicked because both of our vaginas hurt really bad <laughs> did you do them i did simultaneously my, yep, i had my pants off too <laughs> okay now it's a party and it was <laughs> i love that okay yeah, so, um anyways so I had therapy the other day. How was that? Well, I uh, 
So it's a video like chat mm-hmm. essentially. And so it starts ringing and then when she connects it goes doom 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 and then like her video pops up <laughs> and she like does a double take to me because this is what I look like. And if you are an audio listener, Jerry's got curly hair and bangs happening right now. Okay. So, and she talks in the third person. (laughs) Who is she? She is me. So anyway, Barbara was like, Oh, um, okay. Let's just get the formalities out of the way and then we'll get started. Um, so she did the formalities and then she goes, just an observation. Your hair is different. You have a different color nail polish on every single one of your fingers. <laughs> and your nose looks red. And I was like, well, Barbara, <laughs> yeah, you are correct. That would be a correct observation. <laughs> and she was like, do you want to tell me about that? I go, well, I'm curious as to what that observation tells you. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, because um, I thought I was just. Wacky and fun. Yeah, just a bit quirky, Barbara. <laughs> yeah. Um, she was like, I think uh, something's going on. <laughs> do you want to do you want to unpack some stuff? Are you taking it out on your body? <laughs> yeah. Um, it turns out, yes. Yeah. Basically, if you listen last week, I was talking about my like continual panic attack. It continued into the next day. Ooh. We recorded on Friday. I hadn't been able to breathe all day that day. I woke up on Saturday, still couldn't breathe. It, I was struggling so bad that I had chest pains and Sierra was like, maybe you have like a post-COVID situation, yeah. but it it wasn't. Right it was just my anxiety. Oh, good. But, um, I say good, but also bad, but also good. Well, I was trying, I was really trying to not be cliche. I right. was trying to do all of, uh, like so many different like uh, original things <laughs> to express that I was having a panic attack, like adopt a dog, sure. spend entirely too much money on gel nail polish. Yep. And none of it was working. Yeah. And so I got bangs. I gave myself <laughs> so bangs. And I did it last week. And if you thought that was the last time I put scissors to my hair, you'd be wrong. You did it more. I did it today. <laughs> Why? I've done it several times since then. Why? Yeah. Because I feel like I can fix it. <laughs> if Your I just face. keep going. Your face. Why? <laughs> Because I can. Yeah. Because why not? Sierra and I got together at a coffee shop yesterday and I had my my glasses on um, yeah. that have like the blue light blockers in them. I need to get some of those. I got headaches every fucking day. <laughs> and I told her, I was like, I have, <laughs> this look is one of two things. It's either I'm an art student who only drinks black coffee or <laughs> I have an underground bunker in my backyard, which I house a neighborhood child in. <laughs> and that's all. Right. Yeah. Neither one of those are happening. Or they're her kids. <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, after I cut my hair again, it's you know what? I blame Brad Mondo because I started watching. <laughs> so I don't watch any of his shit. <laughs> I started binge watching his videos mm-hmm. and I fucked my hair up because I was like, I know what I'm doing. Now, that's not his fault because he did have a tutorial. I just like he gave me so much confidence that I felt like I didn't need it. <laughs> and it turns out I that I did. I definitely did. So then I. Or just um, a hairstylist in general. Well, yeah. And my best friend literally owns a salon, but I was like, <laughs> I she's going to be fine with me doing this. Yeah. And she was like, uh, mullets are in. You're fine. So <laughs> anyway, yeah. long story short, I bought so much of his product uh-huh. <laughs> because. Just recently? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Honestly. Great marketing. 
<laughs> teach people to cut their own hair and, and then, then sell like, them products hey, that'll fix it. I heard you fucked this up. Just I knew. Yeah. Little I birdie told me. I birdie. Birdie. Who's <laughs> eating the freaking table. table? Um but honestly, I haven't I have naturally curly hair. <laughs> Oh my God, oh Mosby. scared the ass out of me. This is not going to work with these effing dogs. <laughs> Both of them. Because she just gets in his business and Mosby's like, leave my shit alone. Anyway, so I have naturally curly hair. And if you didn't know, now you know. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but I haven't had my hair curly in a very long time because I haven't liked the way that it looked. And I didn't think it would lay right, especially since I got a middle part. And I was like, it's fine now. Yeah. Because <laughs> we don't have another choice. I like but- it. I've always loved doing natural curly hair. Thanks. I also have naturally curly hair, but it it like you really, do. Yes, oh. but it's more like naturally wavy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. like to get it to spiral curl, I can, but it's like yeah, so temperamental. Tell you, if you get Brad Mondo's shit, I'm the wave tech that I've gotten my really? hair. This is not sponsored, but like <laughs> sponsored God, kind of. of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I can't now because I have extensions. So like mm. half of my hair will be curly. <laughs> <laughs> because you know I don't know he straight. used wave tech on a mannequin when I cut my hair watching his wolf cut tutorial oh, today right. when I cut my hair again <laughs> so well I mean maybe yeah because I've always wanted like I've had someone do my like the curly girl method on my yeah. hair at the salon and then use all like her curly products oh yeah and my hair was like spiral curls and I'm like <sighs> But then I try to do it at home and I fuck it up because I'm yeah. just not used to like, I, I use way too much shampoo, first of all. Mm. And then like, I don't condition it enough because I feel like it makes my hair greasy, but that's like what you need to do for your curls. And then yeah. like, I, I don't know, moisture is like, and I'm yeah. like, I can't oh, be yeah. bothered with it. <laughs> I just, I'm going to even to fry it and then it'll, yeah. this part will be fucking, you know how you can only straighten the front and then later yep. on you look at pictures and you got like a freaking spiral curl in the back yep. and it looks like, mm-hmm. I hate that shit. Yeah. Used to be a panic thing of mine. So anyway, I'm just leaning into whatever the hell is happening right now. I We're like acting that. like this was a choice. Now, at the end of our session, Barbara was like, how are you feeling? Are you feeling like we worked through some stuff? And I was like, well, um, I picked all of my nail polish off because you made it a point to tell me that that was a sign that I was um, anxious. And I don't, so what's that say? And she was like, well... <laughs> I don't know anymore. At, this point, at least you're not picking your face. <laughs> She's like, I hope that we get to a point where you don't pick anything at all. And I'm like, <laughs> okay, Barbara. Good luck. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. You obviously don't know me that well. Yeah. yeah. It's been, what, a month since I told you guys I like peeled the skin off of my nose and it's still not healed. It's just like moved to a different part of my nose because I keep ripping healthy skin off. Oh, God. So, anyway. Well, I'm sorry that that's happening to you. That's okay. Um, nothing is happening for me. <laughs> well, that's good. I mean, no, it's not. No news is good news? No news is boring. Oh, it's fine. I'm home alone a lot. I watched a video today that was really kind of sad. Uh, okay. But it made me feel like validated. My friend Lindsay sent it to me. And um, it was, I can't remember the TikTok user's name, but basically... Um, she had written down like a bunch of things that she was just like intrusive thoughts that she was thinking. So she was exactly four months postpartum and like everything she was saying, I was like, oh my God. But it was a lot of like, um, you know, the same old thing. I'm so tired. Does anyone even want to see me? They just keep calling Mm -hmm. about the baby. Yep. Um, so many people want to visit her and I don't have time. My house is a wreck and I feel like I should have it together by now. And it's like. At the newborn stage, you feel like 
well, it's okay that my life's a wreck. I have a yep. newborn. Uh-huh. Everybody understands I have a newborn, and so they just get it. Mm-hmm. And then, like, at about three, four months, it's like, I should have this down by now. Yep. So that's when you start, well, me, mm-hmm. I started really beating myself up, like, recently. Being, and she went Well, that's a- normal, because they, you see all of these people on, um, like, magazines and stuff, or, like, media pushes, like... Bounce back in six weeks. Yes. Six weeks? Get the fuck. My I couldn't even drive. Didn't even bounce back in six right? weeks. Right? I couldn't even drive for the first six weeks. No. Yeah. Excuse me? My stitches haven't like disintegrated. Exactly. Literally. My, I could have pulled one out just the other day. <laughs> it was terrible. Right? And then like you're supposed to be like, okay, well get back in the gym. And like with what time? I yeah. still don't fucking sleep. My kid is attached to my body still 24-7. She's so... clingy and i love her but it's if it's not one thing it's the other so like she went through a sleep uh regression then she was i think she's teething Mm. at four months i'm like give me a break yeah (laughs) um so i think she's getting teeth then she uh had like a belly thing going on where i think it's because i don't know what's going on oh and they there's a big formula freaking recall Recall. i know we just got a call from giant eagle yeah all of my fucking formula that i have so i breastfeed but we supplement sometimes because i just can't keep up yeah with how much she wants recently and i bought i literally was like oh there's been a shortage so i want to make sure because when we had that big snowstorm i ran out and i was freaking out luckily i had a freezer supply from when mm-hmm. i come here and pump yeah. and stuff but like that goes very quickly because she eats a shit right. ton um so i was like i need to stock up so that that doesn't happen again i bought like three and they all fucking are on the recall list no <laughs> god damn i know so anyways it's just been like um tough at yeah. this point because i feel like things should be like getting into a flow and it's like not no so I think it takes like five years yeah. <laughs> for it to get into honestly, a flow. Honestly, honestly, I just want her to sleep mm-hmm. for the love of God. Like get on in a- there. I know. I remember when I was like, I don't want to like waste time or like wish it away. Yeah. But I need my kids to sleep at the yeah. same time. Yeah. yeah. We just put Forrest in his big boy bed. This is night number two in his big boy bed. How's he doing? So good. good. He took a nap. He No problem. Yeah. It was like he didn't even make a transition he oh, just wow. like immediately went to bed last <gasps> night i read him a book and then that was it and then um at nap time same thing and then tonight he did get a little frustrated mm-hmm. like he was kind of crying but i just laid with him a little bit and then he was fine wow he was fine so yeah i think once i get to like six months i'll be feeling better plus it's like i want to go out i want to do stuff i want to get out of my house yeah and the weather is suck sucky mm-hmm. <laughs> in Ohio right now I don't know if you guys know but one yeah. it's either like flooding rain or freezing yep and or both which yeah is which then dangerous <laughs> in the last 24 hours yeah. for us so yep. wait, wait 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 time out oh yeah let's check and see if we have any sponsors I am obsessed with clothes oh yeah it's a problem for me it's a problem for my closet Mm -hmm. okay and that's why i'm so excited to be sharing newly with our audience because newly is a way to try out trendy styles colors silhouettes all different kinds of things that maybe you've been interested in but are like gonna make your bank cry Mm -hmm. now you can rent them 
for a period of time, and then you just ship them back. For just $98 a month, you get your choice of any six styles each month, access to thousands of styles from more than 400 brands with inclusive sizing. That's another beautiful thing Mm -hmm. because a lot of places may not have options for everyone. And this has so much diversity, not only in the brands that they offer, but also they have fast free shipping and returns and professional cleaning in Newly's state-of-the-art laundering facility. Plus the option to buy what you love. It's fun, it's sustainable, and you can save because you get to try out a bunch of stuff that you like or maybe you're like, I don't know, maybe I would like this. And then you get it and you're like, I I don't think that's for me. But there's no commitment to buy it unless you really do love it. And you're like, you actually can't have this back, Newly. I'm keeping it. Newly is a great value at $98 a month for any six styles. But right now you can get $20 off of your first month of Newly when you sign up with the code tangents 20 just go to n-u-u-l-y.com that's newly with two u's and enter the code tangents 20 and sign up to get 20 dollars off your first month that's n-u-u-l-y.com newly with two u's with code tangents 20 newly subscription clothing rental change your clothes this is a big year the ohio lottery's golden anniversary 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. Life is a highway. And on it, there will be many chicken sandwiches. But there's only one crispy. So go ahead and hit the turn signal if you know about this juicy gem of a detour. I'm um, sorry. Just checked the mother-fathering camera and it stopped recording after nine minutes. Mm-hmm. So apologies. Apologies. Yeah. So effing sorry. Yeah. Well, you'll you must have saw that for the last <laughs> I don't know how long. Um. Anyway, are so we ready to jump in? Let's do it. Yeah, because we have a lot. Yeah. Um. It is February. It's Black History Month, and we thought it would be really important. Um, to utilize one of the weeks of our um. Uh, <laughs> uh one of the weeks of February to highlight, um black stories especially Uh, one that doesn't get told enough right and i know that like the story that we chose just had a movie made about it but it was you mentioned that that and i was like i have no idea what you're talking about. i mentioned it to my mom she didn't know about it so like i know it was a movie that came out in 2016 and there was a book also about it but up until 2016 like people did not know this story yeah so and i think still people Mm -hmm. didn't know i think it won awards but like realistically who watches movies anymore (laughs) i really don't because i just don't think to go to the movie theater and then by the time it comes out well covid has made it really difficult for like the movie industry in general i feel like so unless you're like a big marvel movie like or something through disney like i don't think people are just like going out to see Yeah, yeah 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 so if you have seen the movie i'm just gonna dive in a little deeper on things like because i watched it as well but there are things that I didn't see. Mm-hmm. Um, and then if you didn't see the movie, this is going to be all brand new to you. And I hope you enjoy right. it. So um, I also wanted to mention that um, a friend of mine has opened a shop. Yeah. And I 
wanted to give her a shout out because I also think it's important to support um, black entrepreneurs and creators. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I couldn't think of the word, um, but I wanted to highlight her and her shop. I just bought some things from there and it just reminded me that I didn't put them on and I'm annoyed, but it's called Ivy Soul. So it's shop Ivy Soul. And um I purchased like a water bottle from there. Ooh, There's that's like the water bottle. Yeah, wow, I'm getting stuff too. Yeah, it's um got like you can choose like what crystals you want in it, and so it's like crystal infused. But then there's also like bracelets. I got bracelet, three bracelets, a ring. I got the water bottle. But there's Ooh. like so many different things for you guys to choose for or you guys for anyone. Yeah, <laughs> to choose from. But I am just and if like, you like really it, spread the word. Yeah, I'm yeah. really proud of her because I used to work with her um, at a retail job, and I'm so excited for this new venture for her. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to give her a shout out on here. Yeah, and everything that she makes is amazing. Yes. I looked at it and I was like, I'm gonna wait till I get money. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to yeah. buy I'm some spend it. Yes. Yep. So the story we're gonna be telling you about is the the book is called Hidden Figures, and the movie's called Hidden Figures. And it is the story of three black women. Um, mathematicians, I guess, and yeah. engineers, and they worked. They were basically like the entire background of the, like NASA, NASA and getting um space. You know, the first man to orbit around. Oh, yep, yep. And getting the man on the moon and things that none of that would be possible without these women. And wow. it's women that I had never heard about mm -mm. until Noah came home and he had a book, a children's book. Uh huh. I think he got it like at a book fair. Okay. I loved it. That's what he picked out. Yeah. I was just like, oh, love it. But um, so I'm reading this. I'm like, this is a cute story. And then I was like, is this fucking real? And it was. Yeah. So we're going to talk about them. Well, I'm excited. This when Sierra mentioned it, I was like, I love the fact that this is a story about black women. Yes. that doesn't portray them as like a servant to someone. Yes. You know what I mean? Yes. Like, well, that's what because I was thinking like black women in history. Who do I know about? Right. Um, Harriet Tubman. Yep. Rosa Parks. Yep. And then, like, who else do we learn about, really? Like, Oprah. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it, it just is crazy to me that we skip and it's like slaves or people who did things for the civil right mo rights movement, which was huge. Right. But also, and it's important. I want to see black women and black people just doing like amazing, normal, everyday yeah. things. It well, shouldn't have to be like a, um, story of like breaking down barriers that should have never been there yeah. in the first place and you I know mean, what I'm saying yes I mean seeing women in um like math and science mm -hmm. occupations like I would say is probably breaking a barrier but I think that's only because no one talks about those stories yes so like if there was more acknowledgement of the representation it wouldn't feel like such a huge yes. like oh hurdle. wow what how shocking right, right. because it's like <laughs> Why is that shocking? Right. If you would have just talked about us the entire time, then like with Kamala Harris, like, yeah. excuse me, Birdie, <laughs> with Kamala Harris, like people are going to grow up and see yes. a female as a vice president yeah. and know like, oh, I could do that. Yeah. And so I, I've never heard of someone working for NASA no. who was a black woman no like especially maybe in the 1950s and 1960s right and maybe that's my own ignorance and like yeah. it's not like i went out and was searching like information about nasa but anything i know about nasa has been like white men white men yep 
the occasional white woman, but I don't well, even know. We hear a lot about the, the astronauts that go up into space as yes. if they are the ones that do it. And it's like they would never be put up there without these women and other men. But like, right. you know, without these people that are putting in all this work on the back end, especially right. in a time where like technology and computer science and things like that was, was not, not as a advanced. Thing. Yeah. yeah. It wasn't even a thing. Yep. Like you, these women are called computers because they were literally doing the job that computers yeah. do today. All handwritten math equations. Pass. Right? Hard pass. So I'm going to list my sources, but we'll probably also put them in the um, description. There you go. So I got um, some from an article written by Amanda Zettler on astrobytes.org. She's an undergraduate student at the University of Connecticut. I got a lot of stuff from Wikipedia, obviously. Please go donate to them if mm-hmm. you can. I donate every month. <laughs> I was watching something and they were explaining the definition of something i was clearly paying attention <laughs> and they were saying that the definition of that wikipedia had was actually more accurate than some of the other oh, yeah, um, they like scholarly in, journals even yes they put in like real work now yeah. to make that like a legit website because right. back when we were in school they were like oh, you can't use wikipedia as yeah, a source shit talk. yeah and now <laughs> and now you true like it's it's amazing the things that i've learned just using that website yep so Oh, and then uh, an article on smithsonianmag.com. So this bit is straight from the article by Amanda Zettler. It says, The 2016 movie and book Hidden Figures brought to light the many contributions of black women to astrophysics. The book Hidden Figures highlights the experiences of three specific black women, Katherine Johnson, Dorothy Vaughn, and Mary Jackson. And the movie brought their stories to an even larger audience. These women led extraordinary lives that were often overshadowed by the accomplishments of their white male colleagues. Shocker. Right. (laughs) This representation of black women in astrophysics has been immeasurably important in showing young women and people of color that they can overcome obstacles and succeed in astrophysics. As the movie review from The New Yorker states, quote, the basic virtue of hidden figures and it's up from. And it's a formidable one is to proclaim with a clarion vibrancy that were it not for the devoted, unique and indispensable efforts of three black women scientists, the United States might not have successfully sent people into space or to the moon and back. You know what's wild is if that's a correct statement, which I'm sure it is. Why was that never in a history book? So that's the thing that bothers me so much is when we talk about black history in school, it's like Harriet Tubman, Rosa Parks. Martin Luther King, the guy maybe. that did the peanut butter. <laughs> For real. Uh, Frederick Douglass. Yeah. Then there was a guy that was actually like the inventor of the telephone. Frederick Douglass did not make peanut butter. Oh, my no, God. No, no. That's George, George Washington, Washington Carver. Carver. <laughs> I, I thought you were saying Frederick Douglass as like another we person. We did talk about him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, you know, it was like, but you never hear like these stories. And it's right. Like, why? Right. You know what I mean? So... Or and like even if it's not during Black History Month, like we learn about so we learned about the space the race space race yeah 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 the race space the race spaces <laughs> no we learned about the space race and like the Cold Russia War and, and all of like that, that stuff oh yeah and they why? were monumental in that yes so why, why was that not, not mentioned I know I one know. of the things I was thinking about today was like when my children are in school mm-hmm. I hope. Or and or like adults, I yeah. hope that they one are taught history accurately sure. and like completely, uh-huh. um, 
and equally. Like, I hope that there's equal representation of all stories. And I hope that they are disgusted by the way it was done in our time. Yep. And I hope that they're proud of the work or like the side, quote unquote, that we stood on. You know what I mean? Yes, I agree. So I, I hope that like, People start fucking making these changes. And I think the other thing, uh, yeah, I completely agree. But I think the other thing that is important that I hope that people start acknowledging when they tell these stories is like, yes, what they were doing was amazing because they were super fucking smart and like mm-hmm. sent a man to space to the moon. Yep. That's amazing as it is. But then when we talk about things like things like privilege and mm-hmm. um, like economic privilege and like... um generational wealth and things like that that's what i was looking for when we talk about things like that like i know as white people it feels like i don't know i i I get a lot of comments we've gotten them i've seen them online that Mm -hmm. are like almost get defensive about that but what you have to understand is this was not that long ago and for us not only was it not a fair race but it wasn't even a fair start in the race like their starting line was so far back to even get to be able to get to nasa the way that they had to go through schooling was and which we'll talk about but like that is something that i wish was acknowledged more because it's like yeah they had a really hard time because you know they were oppressed and things like that but it's like yeah but you don't talk about the fact that um they had completely separate bathrooms and different buildings that they had to go to in the middle of the day so they had to hold themselves basically or run like Half a mile down the way to go to the bathroom. They're in the probably of the so day. good at the bicycle thing, right? <laughs> For sure. Well, I wanted to bring up too We're that like, like schooling. We we um, learned about Ruby Bridges, who was yeah. like the first um, black child to go be to go into an integrated elementary yeah. school, but she was in a class alone, yeah, for years, yeah, and then. There were certain teachers who wouldn't even teach her. So, like, Ugh. even the way that, like, that we're told, civil, yes. it's like, yay, and then it was better. Yep, and it it's was like, packaged in such a a way that was like, look, look at look these at how integration, things. the civil rights movement happened. Um, there were literal adults <laughs> spitting at a third, third, fourth grader. Yeah, like, she was like an elementary school yes. child. And they're spitting on her, and then still being adults cruel to were her. refusing to teach her. Yep, she hadn't. She had um, classes alone. She had recess alone. She had lunch alone. Oh, Can you imagine? Like, is that really integration? So, like, it's frustrating. I, I, I just wish that part of it was told as well, because I think it's easy then for people to be like, we're good. Yeah. It was so long ago and we fixed it. And it's like, but no. did we? Did <laughs> no. they? Did they fix it? Or did someone tell you a story to make you think it was better so that they could continue with the systems yeah. that would oppress the people that you would then think are overreacting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Now it's like, whoa, why it's are like, you acting like that towards It's me? like when a kid is like, can I have a snack? And you're like, sure. And you give them like one cracker. Mm-hmm. And you're like, but you had a snack. And it's like, but I'm still fucking hungry. Yeah. Like, like that, that wasn't, wasn't a good snack. Yeah. Or but when I you, fed you. Yeah. Aren't you grateful? Yep. That I fed you. I think you're over-exaggerating. And it's I like, saw her give you food. Yeah. And it's like, um, I wouldn't have need fed if you hadn't starved me for three days. <laughs> yeah. I wouldn't have begged for that cracker. Mm-hmm. So yeah, thank you for feeding me so I don't die. Yeah. But also, maybe you could have done it a little sooner and maybe a little more. Yeah. I don't know. Uh-huh. And more consistent. Yeah. And don't gaslight me into thinking that I should have been- I have been... to thank you for this. <laughs> yes. For doing the bare fucking minimum. Yeah. 
So anyways, I just had to get that out of the way because (laughs) (laughs) it enrages me. Okay, so we'll start with Katherine Johnson, who Mm -hmm. in this movie is the main, like, character, kind of. Um, Katherine Johnson was born as Creola Katherine Coleman on August 26, 1918 in White Sulphur Springs, West Virginia. She was the youngest of four children, and she showed very strong mathematical abilities from a super early age. Like, in the movie, they show her, like, picking out trapezoids and things, like, in patterns that she was... Where she was yeah. sitting and just like, what the fuck is a trapezoid? Uh, good question. I fucking know. <laughs> She's like saying it out loud. I'm like, sure, yeah. that's what that shape is. Shane, what's a trapezoid? I'm an adult. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. Oh, yeah. Let's check and see if we have any sponsors. Hear that? It's the call of the Crave. And when the Crave calls, you know what to do. Try the $5 bacon bundle. Because the only thing better than a White Castle slider is a White Castle slider topped with crispy hickory smoked bacon. So pick any two of either the bacon cheese slider, 1921 bacon cheese slider, or chicken bacon ranch slider. And also get a small fry for just $5 with the $5 bacon bundle. White Castle. Follow your crave. This is a big year. The Ohio Lottery's golden anniversary. 50 years of excitement, of growing jackpots and crossed fingers. 50 years of funding for schools, of changed lives and brightened days. 50 years of fun, and that is worth celebrating. So watch for can't-miss promotions, huge events, and new games that will make the Ohio Lottery's 50th year its biggest one yet. Learn more at funturns50.com. So it's one of those oh, guys. Okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Got it. Um, so, like, they show in the movie that her school is like, she's incredible. She needs to be going further. Yeah. But in 1918, where she lived, they didn't offer public schooling for African-American children because th- at this point, there were seg- segregated schools. Yep. And the schooling for black children didn't go past eighth grade. So again, what I'm saying, the starting line is pushed so far back. They're already the education isn't what they would get. Period. But then you, it, you know, it's not as good. Like, right? They're not getting the resources. They're not. They're getting, getting like, like the the broken textbooks, if any textbooks. Yep. They're yeah. not getting any funding. Yes. Yeah. Exactly. And then they only go to eighth grade. So whatever buildings that they're in are probably not um, as well equipped. Oh, for sure. As for learning schools. conditions. Yep. Mm-hmm. Which makes it more difficult. Yeah. So, um, sorry, I lost my spot. Okay. Mm. Oh, because I'm down here. <laughs> okay, so because of that, the Coleman's arranged for their children to attend high school at an institute in West Virginia, which was on the campus of West Virginia State College. So they enrolled their children and they, like, would spend time in that place during the school year and then go back to their hometown in the summer just so their kids could go to school. So because of this, she goes to this like campus school. It's like a high school. Um, She enrolls in high school at 10 years old. Holy shit. Yep. That's how fucking smart she was. She graduates high school at 14. I thought I was something because I graduated at 17. <laughs> right. Me too. But that was just because I went to school. And early. I was literally 18 the next month. So <laughs> yeah. it wasn't even like it was that special. It's like, look at me. Yeah. Um, Yeah. She's freaking 14. So then she goes to West Virginia State, which was a historically all black college. Uh-huh. Um, She takes every math course that's available at the college. And eventually she graduates 
this is a word that I don't know, but you know college stuff, but it's summa, summa cum laude? Summa cum laude. Summa cum laude. <laughs> so did I. Did you? Yeah. What does that mean? It means... For the people who no. don't know. No, I asking think I was, for a friend. <laughs> I think I was cum laude. Okay. Summa cum laude feels like it was bigger than yeah, me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I feel like she's... Yeah, it, it just means that you um, graduated with like some kind of honors. Mm. Like you... Um, did a good job. <laughs> good job. Good job. <laughs> yeah, you had like a certain ranking in your class. Got it. Got it. Mm-hmm. Um, so she graduates in 1937, and she's got degrees in both mathematics and French. And she graduates from French. college at 18. Yeah, Je m'appelle impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, my name is impressed. Is that what Je m'appelle is? is it, Je m'appelle is my name is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My name is impressed. <laughs> freaking took French too and I was like can't figure that out <laughs> so after college she finds her first job and she goes into teaching okay which is like a theme because I think that jobs even with those credentials yeah. are not really yep. available it's like cool teacher there you go yep. with her brain uh drives me nuts but in 1952 at a family gathering a relative mentions that the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics so it's NASA then but it's NACA I think it's funny. NACA. NACA. <laughs> um, but they were hiring mathematicians. So at this point, they needed computers, is what they called them, right. to compute numbers. Yep. And oh. uh-huh, computers. Wow. I know. Okay. All right. I'm with I you. I had that moment, too. And I was like, why did it take me so long for me to figure yeah. out like that's what computers well, that's, I think I've talked about this before, but that's how I feel about like school buses and cheerleaders, like or like a bus stop. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, it's called a bus stop. But that's because that's, that's where the bus stops. <laughs> and also like cheerleaders are called cheerleaders because they lead cheers. Yes. So it makes sense that computers... Compute. Compute. <laughs> Earth. <laughs> yes. So at the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory, which was in Hampton, Virginia, near Langley Field, the NASA hired African-American mathematicians as well as white mathematicians for their guidance and navigation department. So Johnson accepts a job offer from the agency in 1953. And according to oral history archived by the National Visionary Leadership Project, quote, at first, she worked in a pool of women performing math calculations. Catherine has referred to the women in the pool as virtual computers who wore skirts. Their main job was to read the data from the black boxes of planes and carry out other precise mathematical tasks. Then one day, Catherine and a colleague, sorry, Catherine and a colleague were temporarily assigned to help the all-male flight research team. Catherine's knowledge of analytical geometry helped make quick allies of male bosses and colleagues to the extent that they forgot to return me to the pool. Hmm. While the racial and gender barriers were always there, Catherine says she ignored them. Catherine was assertive, asking to be included in editorial meetings where no women had gone before. Fuck yeah. She simply told people she had done the work and she belonged there. Hell yeah. I know. Hell yeah. I got chills. I know. Go off, Catherine. You do deserve it. I know. Isn't that fucking great? I was like, yes. And you got to watch this movie because it's Mm. so good. But there's I didn't want to watch it before you told me about it because I wanted to like be surprised. Yeah. (laughs) How many dogs can we fit on this guy? I don't know. That's not what we're doing. Lay down. (laughs) Thank you. Um, from 1953 to 1958, she works as a computer analyzing topics such as gust alleviation for aircrafts. Okay. Yeah, sure. She was all of these things, by the way, in the movie, I'm like, 
I'm watching and I'm like, oh, I guess you would need math for that. Oh, I guess that makes sense. But like, I never fucking realized how much you need math. Yeah. Never been more things. stupid. No. I was watching and I was like, sure, numbers. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, she was originally assigned to the West Area Computer Ascension section and it was supervised by mathematician Dorothy Vaughn, which we'll talk about. Who we'll talk about. Johnson was reassigned to the Guidance and Control Division then of Langley's Flight Research Division. It was staffed by white male engineers in keeping with state racial segregation laws and federal workplace segregation introduced under President Woodrow Wilson in the early 20th century. Johnson. Yeah, fuck you. Johnson and the other black women in the computing pool were required to work, eat, and use restrooms that were separate from those of their white peers. Their office was labeled as colored computers. Oh, I oh my God. Know. I the know. The amount of like rage I'm feeling in my body right now, I can't even explain. Keep this in mind. 1958. Like My mom was born very shortly after that. So, Same. Like, this is not that far. Our parents far. were born in the 60s. Yeah. This is not that far away. Like so These people are about, still alive. Yes. 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 Like That is so Ruby Bridges, who we mentioned earlier, is barely retirement age. Yeah. Well, these she people was, are not alive. But well, No, but I'm saying- People like, that were around during this time who saw segregation- are still living to this day. And then you want to tell me like racism is racism isn't an issue anymore. No, we fixed it. Fucking really? Yeah. Really? Not to mention like the people who were um, either in school when they were being integrated or like working when they were being integrated. Definitely like elementary school are still alive. Like I said, Ruby Bridges is like barely retirement yes. age. You also have to think like, who were those people raised by? Yes. And if you you have to admit, like, whatever ideologies your family have had a huge impact on you. Yes. Like, if you do have a different ideology than your family, it was probably because you, you worked you put really work fucking in. hard to have a different ideology. Yeah. So I think it's not a far-fetched um, thing to realize that, like, that was one generation away, basically. Yes. So yes. And that it could still very much exist because it does. Yeah, because it obviously does. Right. Um, just not in such in your face ways. Well, yeah. But back then they didn't think they were either. They were like, Well, you guys are free. That's what they say mm-hmm. multiple times. Like, I'm a free person. Like you just blah, blah, can't blah. pee where I pee. <laughs> yeah. You have to sit in the back of the bus or mm-hmm. you have to there's one point in the movie, I'm gonna spoil this for you guys. So sorry if you wanna watch it, but like she goes to use the coffee, just mm-hmm. like normal coffee pot, and she's going back to work, and all the guys are staring at her, and the next day, they have a separate coffee pot, and it said colored on it, and she's not allowed to touch their coffee. They would drink it. out of that. Fucking imagine it. I don't care what color you are. Yeah. Okay, obviously, if you're like a POC, please don't do this if it's going to be triggering for you, obviously. Yeah. But like, white people, <laughs> imagine you go to use a coffee pot and the next day it says not for you. Yeah. How the fuck does that feel? You know what I mean? Yeah. And like, like we said, those people raised people who are alive today. Mm-hmm. Implicit bias is a thing. Yep. So that still exists. They yeah. may not have a full on coffee pot that says not for you, but like, guess what? You don't get it. You don't get to work here. Yeah. Or you don't get to play on this team or you don't get access to this. You don't get access to this. Yeah. And fair treatment when you get pulled over. Yes. Yes. You know, fair treatment when you get sentenced. Yeah. And I'm not saying that's all that's all, you know, police officers or all judges or whatever. 
But there are still people in the judicial system mm-hmm. that and in the what are the other fucking <laughs> executive legislative sure yeah and definitely all the making laws of government and shit. yeah that are that are still putting those in place so yep. like to act like that's not still happening that it, we just cured it like it's fine mm-hmm. is not realistic and I'm not trying to be harsh with anybody but no, I want to be about re- it it's got you have to be realistic people about in this. Congress are old as fuck yeah like, that's just a fact Mitch McConnell was for sure alive during this Nancy Pelosi was he, well, for he sure is alive a during this turtle <laughs> <laughs> he is 400 years old but <laughs> No, truly, like no jokes is like jokes aside. Joe Biden as well. I mean, literally, that's why it's they're old. They're so old, and so (laughs) they're so old. And so, like, even if they weren't adults during the civil rights Mm -hmm. movement, if they were a student at a school, yeah, where the teachers refused to teach black kids, what do you think that told the student? Yep. That they're not equal to me. They're not worthy of the same education as me. Like, those are the seeds that are planted. We talk about weeding your mind garden. Like, people have the weed of racism, like, in their head. Yeah, that they you have to get that. You have to work hard to get that out. Right. How many times do you look at a garden? You're like, is that a weed or is that a flower? <laughs> Was that supposed to be there or is it not supposed to be there? Like, they may not even know. Like, yeah. you may not even know. Truly. And, and I don't think some people, like, in this movie... It's hard to say they're not doing it maliciously because you're like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Those are human beings, but whatever. But I I don't truly think that everybody thought that they were doing it maliciously. You know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They didn't think so. No. So so then you're not going to. So then when these stories are told, it's going to feel better for you if you tell it in a way that's like, no, it wasn't that bad. No, it wasn't that bad because it makes you look like a shitty person. Or we didn't know any better. Yeah. It was Um, the times. That was the times. uh Uh-huh. I don't really care what the times said. People are people. And like if you're treating someone as less than you would want to be treated. Well, like. Why? We look at Encanto and we say like generational trauma is a thing. Generational trauma is a thing for people of color. Like, if you can look at a freaking Disney movie and be like, oh, Abuela should have done something differently. Yeah. She should have been the one to stop the generational trauma. She should have done better. She should have made these changes so that what happened to her didn't affect the people in front of her. Yeah. Keep that same energy with this. It's the exact same thing. Just because... Someone was telling you, no, it's okay for us to like fuck these people of color over and not let them use the same bathroom. Like, if it doesn't feel right to you, if you're like, that sounds fucking icky, like, why are we doing that? Um, you could have made a different choice and you didn't. And by you, I'm probably not actually meaning you. It's like an ambiguous, it's like one. Yeah. Replace you with one. Oh my God, I would have failed a fucking grammar thing for (laughs) sure. My English teacher would have marked all of those U's and been like, right, one. Yeah. Who is this you yeah. that you're talking to? Ugh, fucking, I don't know. Racist people. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You be the judge. <laughs> if you think I'm talking about you, you know, that's what my dad always said. <laughs> yeah. Okay, so from we're going to rant this whole thing. So if you don't yep. like it now, apologies. But also, you got to understand that, like, it's hard for me to, I knew things were this way-ish, but, like, not really. Mm-hmm. So, like, learning, seeing, like, it pisses me off yeah. because i'm like fucking what the fuck uh, we were lied to yeah and also what's wrong with you guys yeah. why were you just like cool with this happening right and also i would like to say if you're feeling defensive yes. by how impassioned we are 
Why? That's a question to ask yourself. Yep. Why are you feeling defensive? Yeah. Because we're not talking to you. We're no. talking about being mad. We're talking about one. At <laughs> racism. So if you don't identify with that. Don't get defensive. <laughs> because here's the thing. Like we have said a thousand times. Right now I'm not saying all white people are bad. I'm just saying in that time period. We could have done fucking better. Jesus yes. Christ. And I don't think that's a far-fetched thing to say. No. And we've said before that like your first thought is not your fault. Yeah. Because you were conditioned to believe something. Yes. But once you have access to more information and you can develop a more well-rounded thought, your second thought is your responsibility. Yep. And that's something that like we realized even last week because you guys saw a different version of the guys yep. than anyone has ever seen and it's it's one thing for us to come on this couch and be really vulnerable and open ourselves up to you guys because we really are in control of when we talk about certain things what we put out there yeah, yeah. and our partners don't and yep. so for them to come on and open themselves up like that's asking a lot of them mm-hmm. and it's it's not really fair to expect anyone to be at the level that we are because yeah. this isn't something that they do every day. Right. And this is just me going off. Okay. This is just me. Um, I'm glad you're doing it because I was going to too. Well, I think it's just, <laughs> I want to relate it to something that you could understand yeah. because I think when, when you go on the race talk, it's like, oh, I'm defensive immediately. But yeah. like. You're a person. Yeah. You have implicit bias. You do. We have implicit bias. It's your responsibility to challenge that and try to realign how your brain works. Mm -hmm. And with our partners, I it was like so very obvious to see like a first reaction, like a gut reaction is like, um, protect myself. Protect myself. Make a joke. And then, like with Corey, I could specifically Mm -hmm. see him trying to... Break down that wall. Break down... Yeah, be more vulnerable. We're like, Shane's more used to that. Like, Shane does that more often. Like, that's always been Shane and I's dynamic. That's not... Corey was not... You. Yeah. That's not me, first (laughs) of all. Obviously, you don't see me crying on this couch every fucking week. You know what I mean? So, like, it's not him either. But I've never been called a name for it. So, like, it's just weird to me that... Well, I think a lot of people were uh, reacted really positively. Oh, I got just a lot wanted, of positive. I just wanted to bring that up because I thought that was a good example of like my initial res- response is to do this, but then when I step back and realize that like that's my body protecting myself. By the way, this was in reference to like one crappy comment we got, yeah. but the rest of them were so sweet, but I want people to know if they're like where the fuck is this coming from? Well, and I but yeah, I think it was cool too because people were like I can relate to one of you yeah, and I a lot think, of people related to Corey because yes. I think a lot of people like related to that um being more reserved being more like protective of themselves yeah it's like, hard to be vulnerable yes Holy, yeah when people see what we do I think that automatically they don't see us as like real people it's almost mm-hmm. like because they watch us over a screen it's like entertainers and they're Mm -hmm. not real but like we're real people our partners are real people we have real feelings we read what you say about us (laughs) like you know you can't expect us to be perfect all the time i i hate this 
like mentality that we are expecting people to constantly be at their best all the time. It's not realistic. Um, people are going to mess up. I think taking accountability is important. Oh, yeah. Very important. But I think like this, oh, you did one bad thing in 2008. Fuck you. You suck forever is like so harmful. I think it's more so like the idea that there's a different standard for people. And I know it's important that like, I know we're really derailing here. Oh, we did so hard, but. But I know it's <laughs> this important. This conversation is important to have. Because we have a platform. Yes. So like anyone who has a platform, it is important because there's like a, an elevated responsibility because the amount of people that you can reach. Like think right. about it. You as an individual who maybe doesn't have as large of a platform, if you do or say something, the circle of people that you are impacting with that is significantly smaller sure. than us. Yeah. So it's important. However, if if whatever is being said is is not something that is constructive. Yeah. Yeah. Then it's just mean. Mean. <laughs> then you're just being mean. Like yeah. we appreciate the people who correct us when we make and a mistake. And we've said that so much. And people who are like, hey, this wasn't the best way to word this. This is actually why. Blah, blah, yeah. blah. Again, you don't have to teach us. That's not your responsibility. But it is nice to like say like, hey, this is why this was wrong. If Especially you were just like, we were- fuck you, you're wrong kind of thing. <laughs> it's like, well, what does that do but make people feel defensive? Well, and like we've had people, I, I feel so bad that we're derailing this conversation because <laughs> I really do want to get back to the story. We but um, I know that people have reached out to us about um, the way that we spoke about diabetes. And I know that yes. people have reached out and um, corrected us on how we've spoken about people with autism. And yes. like we were either taught or new people who explained those things and various other things. There's a lot of stuff that we've um, been corrected on uh, incorrectly or correctly for that person. Right. And like the scope of it is so much bigger. Mm -hmm. So essentially we've had people open our eyes to things that weren't originally taught to us. And it gives us an opportunity to then share that information. And we're grateful for that. But saying something without any depth to it yeah. just like saying a flippant comment that yeah. has no meat to it is just bullying yeah you're just, just being a harmful. dick so so i anyway. want to say right now that's not what we're doing to white people although these white right, people correct. might have deserved it i want to specify that i we're doing this so that people get better mm -hmm. because i believe that everybody has the ability to grow and I think that all you have to do is put the work in. And I hate, I don't want to cut anybody off and be like, nah, fuck you. Right. You're not worthy of being a better person. If you weren't always perfect, then. Then you have no hope. Yes. I, I really deep down, and maybe that's naive of me, but I truly deeply believe that everybody has the ability to grow and want to change and be the best version of themselves. And I want to give you an opportunity to do that. But this does fire me up because these were real people and mm -hmm. horrible like unfair things happen to them so and you can't change it now no this so again, is just how the story goes if you're being defensive take that wall down a little bit yeah learn something yeah and do better <laughs> yeah because we are and we've gotten this shit from multiple people and all we do is say thank you so much we'll do better <laughs> we'll do better next time yeah um okay 
So from 1958 until her retirement, she worked at an aerospace tech as an aerospace technologist. Um, she calculated the trajectory for the May 5th, 1961 space flight of Alan Shepard, the first American in space. Mm. She also calculated the launch window for his 1961 Mercury mission. She plotted backup navigation charts for astronauts in case of electronic failures. On like paper? With a paper and a pencil in her mind and that is it. Yes, I know. When NASA used electronic computers for the first time to calculate John Glenn's orbit around Earth, officials called on Johnson to verify. So, so then computers come into it. Computers but did they it were and they were wrong. Like, Will you check the computers? She work? had to verify the numbers. John Glenn specifically asked for her and refused to fly unless Johnson herself verified the calculations. How the fuck did we hear about John Glenn and not about Thank Johnson? Thank you. I. That's what I'm saying. That is what I'm if saying. If he didn't, wouldn't have taken that flight without her verification why was she not highlighted yeah yeah exactly because she is as as, as important. important as him yes if not more she literally made it so that he came back safely yes so truck biography.com states that these were far more difficult calculations to account for the gravitational pools of celestial bodies arthur margaret lee shetterly states Stated, so the astronaut who became a hero looked to this black woman in the still segregated South at the time as one of the key parts of making his mission a success. She added that in a time where computing was, quote, woman's work and engineering was left to the men, it really does have to do with us over the course of time sort of not valuing that work that was done by women, however necessary, as much as we might. And it has taken history to get a perspective on that. Damn. Right? So um, she also helped calculate the trajectory for the 1969 Apollo 11 flight to the moon. During the moon landing, Johnson was at a meeting in the Pocono Mountains. She and a few others crowded around a small television screen watching the first steps on the moon. Mm. I know. That would have been cool if the moon landing wasn't faked. Shut up. I'm kidding. (laughs) I'm just kidding. I'm like, don't you dare. This whole fucking story is like fabricated (laughs) because the moon landing wasn't real. (laughs) So on November 24th in 2015, President... President Barack Obama presented mm. her. So we didn't hear about her like at all up until this moment in November 24th, 2015. President Barack Obama. Why do I want to say president? So bad. Barack Obama. Barack. Yep. President Barack <laughs> Obama presented her with the Presidential Medal of Freedom. So she's still yep. alive. At this point, yes. At that point. Yes. <laughs> She was one of 17 Americans so honored on that day. Oh. She was cited as pioneering as a pioneering example of African-American women in STEM. I don't know what that is. Do you? Science, technology, something in math. Math. What's the E stand for? Evolution. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Science, technology, something in math, I think. Okay. Uh, President Obama said at the time, Catherine G. Johnson refused to be limited by society's expectations of her gender and race while expanding the boundaries of humanity's reach. NASA noted her historical role. Sorry. NASA noted her historical role as one of the first African-American women to work as a NASA scientist. Two NASA facilities have been named in her honor. Hell yeah. In 2016, she was included on the BBC's list of 100 women of influence worldwide. Yeah. Again, this all was like after 2015, though. So, right. like, where was the recognition before right. that? But it's fine. At least she got it. 
I wish it would have happened sooner. Mm -hmm. On May 12, 2018, she was awarded an honorary doctorate by the College of William and Mary. I don't know what that is, but... (laughs) In 2018, I'm sorry, in August 2018, West Virginia State University established a STEM scholarship in honor of Johnson and erected a life-size statue of her on the campus. Oh, I love that. Mattel announced a Barbie doll in Johnson's likeness with the NASA identity badge in 2018. I know that part made me cry earlier for some reason. I don't know why. Um, on November 6, 2020, a satellite named after her was launched into space. Aww. I know. I John's- don't know why my brain just went, and someday she'll crash into the ocean. <laughs> Potentially. Because I think that's what they do. Think, they just yeah. like, I think when, they do. when they're done with satellites like, in space, into they're the- like, into the Pacific you go. Yeah. That's, yeah. Um, Johnson died at a retirement home in Newport News. Uh, Newport News? Maybe just Newport? New, it's got to be a place other than Newport, New Jersey. Newport News. I don't know. I think oh. when I type this up, the thing that I love about this iPad and also hate is it's like, you probably don't mean this. You mean this. <laughs> if it's like an abbreviation and then I don't yeah. double check what I'm doing because I'm used to writing on a computer yep. where it just lets me fuck up and then I can go back. <laughs> so then I'm reading this and I'm like, what the fuck did I type? Yeah. I don't know. But fair enough. In a retirement home on uh-huh. February 24th, 2020, at age 101. Wow. Yep. Following her... That was just in 2020. That's actually yeah. insane. Following her death, Jim Bridenstine, NASA's administrator, described her as an American hero and stated that her pioneering le- legacy will never be forgotten. I had to make her short so I didn't tell her full story because we have another two to talk about. The next woman we're going to talk about is Mary Jackson. Heck Yeah. I loved her character in the movie, by the way. You'll love her, too. So Mary Jackson, she was real sassy, kind of feisty. (laughs) Mary Jackson was born Mary Winston on April 9th, 1921, and she grew up in Hampton, Virginia, where she graduated from the all-black George P. Phoenix Training School with the highest honors. In 1942, she earned a bachelor's degree in mathematics and physical science from Hampton University. After graduation, Mary Jackson taught mathematics for a year at an African-American school in Calvert County, Maryland. At that time, public schools were still segregated across the South, and she also began tutoring high school and college students, which she continued to do then throughout her life. Hmm. By 1943, she'd returned home. I'm sorry, she'd returned to Hampton, where she became a bookkeeper at the National Catholic Community Center. She worked as a receptionist and clerk. It's just crazy to me that these women had the brains that they did, and then they were like, before they got to NASA, they were like. You can be a teacher or a clerk or a receptionist. Yep. You know, and it's just like that there was like a cap yeah, on what yeah. they could do mm-hmm. with those minds. Yep. Um, she worked as a receptionist and clerk at the Hampton Institute's health department. She was pregnant during this time and eventually returned home for the birth of her son. I also read like back in this time, it was really customary for women once they became pregnant. It was like, OK, you're done with the work part, like whatever. And it was only because of I think it was World War II that they were able then to go back to work because every, mm. all men went away to war and stuff. Yep. So they were like, well, actually... We need someone we, to do this shit. We do need you, <laughs> turns yeah. out. Mm-hmm. Um, so in 1951, she was recruited by NASA, which in 1958 was succeeded by... Oh, I'm sorry. This is just saying the next... How it changed from 
the National Advisory Committee for Aeronautics to the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. I was going to say, did they pronounce it NASA the first way as or well? Or NACA? Well, I don't like that. Sometimes the C is pronounced as an S, though. Yeah, that's why, especially when it's an A afterward, I feel. Or a, a, I thought it was like an I or an E. Maybe. A vowel? Yeah, sure. Okay. NASA you, you or pronounce NASA? cake. <laughs> like a c- Oh, yeah, that's true. But like. Cake really threw a wrench in my eye. <laughs> I, me too. Yeah. I thought it, I was like, "What's the first thing I could think of?" And I was like, and "That didn't logic. work for me." Yeah. Um. So in 1953, so she works as this computer. Sorry, I skipped a part. She works at a, as a research mathematician or a computer, mm-hmm. um, under Dorothy Vaughn in the segregated West Area Computing Section with Katherine Johnson. They all work together. But then in 1953, she accepts an offer to work for engineer. I just looked up how to say his name. Casimir's. Zarnecki? Sure. He's Polish, so is it's a lot of Z's <laughs> yeah. that I know aren't like C's and Z's. And mm-hmm. I'm like, those C's you don't pronounce. Um, and they worked in the supersonic pressure tunnel. Mm. The four by four foot sixty thousand horsepower wind tunnel. That was really hard because there was like <laughs> kilometers and shit in there. Um was used to study forces on a model by generating winds at almost twice the speed of sound. So they had to like do this to make sure that the rockets could like Red withstand. Fuck <laughs> <laughs> you. Sorry. <laughs> yes, yes, no, I'm with you. Zarnecki encouraged Jackson to undergo training so that she could be promoted to an engineer. At that point, there were no women engineers. Um, but she couldn't go because she had to take graduate level courses in mathematics and physics to qualify for the job and the only place that offered a night program so that she could work and also take those classes were at the university of virginia where or i'm sorry we're at an all-white hampton high school where no black can i tell you i have never ever felt more similar to my ex-boyfriend than when I just heard that and wanted to punch drywall. Why? Oh, that just that or what my throat did? <laughs> no, okay. no, 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 no. <laughs> that statement that like I know she was she could have done a, it. a brilliant mind and the barrier that was there was just like oh you're like oh your skin is dark yeah you can't come here how ridiculous right they were like you could be the first female engineer but sorry you can't go uh, to these classes but wait. But wait, mm. um, she petitioned the city of Hampton to allow her to attend classes. So she goes before a judge and like states her case as to why this should be an exception to the rule. Good for and her. She but gets, I'm fucking pissed that she had that to do she that. even had to do it. Yeah. I know, but she gets granted, so she's allowed to do it. Um, so after completing the courses, she's promoted to aerospace engineer in 1958 and becomes NASA's first black female engineer. Hell yeah! Right? Hell yeah! Even with all those roadblocks, that's what we're saying. Yep. Like the roadblocks they have to over. It's mm-hmm. not just a straight line. It's like freaking all over the goddamn road. Yep. And I cannot be bothered to jump through no. fucking hoops. No, you tell me no. The first no I hear, I'm like, all right. <laughs> right? That's what I'm saying. <laughs> okay. Like these women jumped through these fucking hoops to allow the country to that we say live in. thank you to white men. Yes. <laughs> That is infuriating. To help people and I go know to that space. they didn't do it for the, the like men. recognition and things right, like that. But right. it is still so infuriating that it's like they did all of that. They jumped through all those hoops for us to go, good job, Neil Armstrong. <laughs> yes. Good job, John Glenn. Like, yeah. And not even think about their names when we're talking about space. Right. 
Um, sorry. She analyzed data from wind tunnel experiments and re- real-world aircraft flight experiments at the Theoretical Aerodynamics Branch of the Subsonic Transonic Aerodynamics Division at Langley. <laughs> it honestly no makes my brain way. hurt just saying that. Yep. My brain was like, I want to go on vacation right <laughs> yep. now. Goodbye. Her goal was to understand airflow, including thrust and drag forces, in order to improve United States planes. Don't go there when I'm I say thrust. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Don't do it. My I'm- body was like, mm. <laughs> Remember when we talked about squirting? <laughs> sorry. Don't you leave that. <laughs> oh, it's in. Oh, son of a bitch. You in? Anyway. You can't. I. You can't. can't. <laughs> He's going to sacrifice himself. (laughs) (laughs) No. You can't. Do one stop staple or not? (laughs) Sorry. I can listen to you do that all day. By 1979, Jackson had achieved the most senior title within the engineering department. So she's like freaking highest Damn, hell yeah. HBIC up in here. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? They like can't means? help but continue to give her fucking promotions. No, they're like, they're like, God damn. You fucking go ahead. Yeah. But she de- she decides to take a demotion in order to serve as an administrator in the equal opportunity specialist field. God damn. I know. After undergoing training at NASA headquarters, then she returns to Langley. She worked to make changes and highlight women and other minorities who were accomplished in the field. She served as both the federal woman's program manager in the Office of Equal Opportunity Programs and as the Affirmative Action Program Manager. And she worked to influence the career paths of women in science, engineering, and mathematics positions at NASA. Black women be carrying the world yes. on their fucking back. And getting zero fucking recognition yep. for it. Mm-hmm. God damn. She continued to work at NASA until her retirement in 1958. And then she passed away on February 11th, 2005 at the age of 83. Mm. I know. Um, In 2018. I like, like, obviously it's sad when anyone <laughs> dies, but I'm like, oh, <laughs> life ends. She has to die. Yeah, I know. I know. Even though they were born in like. 1918. I know. Amazing people, though. I'm like, we need more of you. I truly. Um, In 2018, the Salt Lake City School Board voted that Jackson Elementary School in Salt Lake City, Utah, would be from then on officially named after Mary Jackson rather than as it used to be after President Andrew Jackson. (laughs) Hell yeah. Uh, You did. Oh, my God. That fucking hurt. I think I broke my finger yesterday. So when I bent it, that was a bad time. Oh, my God. Ouchie. Um, (laughs) Ouchie. Oh, mommy hurts. <laughs> NASA's headquarters building in Washington, D.C. was renamed the Mary W. Jackson NASA headquarters in a virtual ceremony on February 26, 2021. Again, wow. are you seeing how fucking long it took for these women to get some fucking recognition? Yes. And if we had a podcast back then, I would have done <laughs> So finally, last one. We have Dorothy Vaughn. Dorothy Vaughn was born September 21st, 1910 in Kansas. 1910. Damn. Yeah. That is like, when I think I'm of the, sorry. that was Did over... you just say that Dorothy was born in Kansas? In Kansas City, Missouri. Oh, okay, 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 okay. <laughs> you didn't let me finish. <laughs> you didn't let you finish. I, I know. I got distracted because 1910, I feel like still, that's like 112 years ago. Right? When you say it like that. Yeah, that is. I know. That is something. I know. 
Oh my God. I think my grandpa was born like shortly after that. I had a dream last night oh and God. I heard his voice and I started crying and I ran up the steps and it wasn't him. And I was like, <gasps> the hell? Who are you? <laughs> like, that we bought this house. Oh my God, my grandpa's voice. And he was like, yeah, I'm not the only one who lives here. There's also a couple in there and they live in the other room and they will try to kill you. And I was like, <laughs> bet. <laughs> anyway. I feel like you need to unpack that. I know. Well, I am on a lot of medication. Oh, okay. so. <laughs> oh, oh yeah, Zola? Well, that and I'm also on gamma something. Gamma peptis. Uh, I'm on something else. Starts mm. with a G that helps my restless leg. Because mm, I'll tell you, Zoloft made my dreams fucking bananas. I didn't have banana dreams <laughs> <laughs> until I started taking this gamma, gamma, gamma. Got it. This yo gappa gappa <laughs> pill. All right. But I did, I did uh, lucid dream the other night because I realized I was dreaming and I said, stop. And then everything paused and I started flying. I love flying. That's like the mm-hmm. first thing I do. And I, do you fly like Superman? No, I swim. Me too. I just swim into the air. <laughs> yep. And like, I have to go oh, real fast. Me too. And then I coast. Because I, if I stop, then I fall down. So I yep. just gotta, I gotta keep swimming. <gasps> Why is, is that, if you fly in your dreams, <laughs> do you swim? How do you, yeah. Do you swim fly? Do you swim fly or are you Superman fly? Yeah. What's your fly? What's your flight plan? What's your fly look like? <laughs> anyway. Okay. Okay. I'm sorry. So she was born in Kansas City, Missouri as Dorothy Jean Johnson. Oh, another Johnson. But she was Johnson after and she was mm, Johnson before. Mm-hmm. At the age of seven, her family moved to Morgantown, West Virginia, where she graduated from Beechhurst High School in 1925 as her class valedictorian. Hell, Hell yeah. yeah. Vaughn received a full. Do, I, I hope I'm saying her name right i think i am it's v-a-u-g-h-a-n yeah vaughn but mcmahon really threw me and so oh, i'm McMahon. really i'm no, really I think scared it's vaughn. okay i'm just scared to mess up vaughn received a full tuition because i don't i don't think they say it in the movie I, they just oh. called her Dorothy if it's not correct and you know how to say it just tell us and then we'll like mention it in the yes next one. Yeah, yeah we're doing our best yeah um i'm so scared to get yelled at i <laughs> know <laughs> Vaughn received a full tuition scholarship from West Virginia Conference of the AME Sunday School Convention to attend Wilberforce University in Wilberforce, Ohio. Hmm. Didn't know that was a fucking place, but here we are. She joined the Alpha Kappa Alpha chapter at Wilberforce and graduated in 1929 with a BA in mathematics. Mm-hmm. So, um, although she's encouraged by... Per- professors to do graduate study at Howard University. She works as a mathematics teacher instead at Robert Rusa Moton High School in Farmville, Virginia, in order to assist her family during the Great Depression. During the 14 years of her teaching career, Virginia's public schools and other facilities were still racially segregated under Jim Crow laws. In 1943, she began a 28-year career as a mathematician and programmer at Langley Research Center. So she, they get call her and they're like, we need your friggin' brain. And she's yeah. like, you got it. Um, in which she specialized in calculations for flight paths, the Scout Project, and computer programming. We need your brain, but you can't use our toilet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seems like a fair fucking trade. Don't sit in the same place as me and eat a sandwich, but I need you to get this rocket in I space. need you, but also not near me. Yeah. Like, what the fuck? Oh, my God. Disgusting. Um, her career in this field kicked off during the height of World War II. She came to the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory thinking that it would be a temporary war job. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I cannot. I cannot fucking move past this. If you are a person listening to this right now, 
imagine that you're with your partner and they're like, I need you because your job pays for our home. But but please don't come near me or use the same places in the house. Don't as me. sleep in the same bed as me. Use um, the downstairs toilet, please, even yep. though it's inconvenience for you in the middle of the night. Don't, go down there. Definitely don't put your food in the same fridge as mine. No. Like I ew. don't I'm not going to provide you with one, but you need to figure it out cuz I don't want it near mine. Yeah, honestly, like if you walk a mile, there's probably a fridge that someone will let you put your sandwich in, but like I'm definitely not going to eat anything that your food has been near. Like I honestly I ju- I know it was like the times, but I cannot wrap my head around how how well, there ever were, was there were the people times? who were like, "Hey, this is fucked up." But yes. how was it were there not more? Right. How the fuck were there not more people? And because if you think about it, when when our government is voted for by the people, mm-hmm. and they're the ones who make the laws, yep. there was obviously more people voting for people who were making yep. laws against that were uh, um keeping preventing these... people from yeah. having Moving equal forward. access to things. Yep. Yeah. So. Anyway, sorry. I couldn't no, get that so out of upsetting. my It was like screaming at me. Yeah. It really is truly just almost impossible to think about, but it's like because it's so fucking terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, in 1941, President Franklin D. Roosevelt issued Executive Order 8802 to desegregate the defense industry and Executive Order 9346 to end racial segregation and discrimination in hiring and promotion among federal agencies and defense contractors. These helped ensure the war effort drew from all from all of Americans. By the way, I just want to say, I used to like Franklin Roosevelt, and sure he did some things, but he only fucking signed these because, again, so many people were at war that he's like, ah, fuck. Well, you know what? Capitalism, baby. That's a capitalist society oh. for you. He wasn't doing it to be a good guy. He wasn't doing it because he was like, yeah. oh, you know what? What we're doing is wrong. He's like, we need more people in the workforce, so, so I, I have guess. to sign these mm-hmm. so that you can work and support your family. I know. Um, and I think that's important to say, too, because, again, when when we it's almost like applauded when we hear about these laws yes. and it's like, no, let's talk about why they did it. Yep. Because it wasn't for good reasons. Yeah. Um, so uh, you should just be happy that he did, did it. it at all. No, no, I'm not. I'm not. That, again, would be like if your partner was like, hey, you can start sleeping in the bed with me because we need to have a baby. Mm hmm. But I'm letting you sleep in the bed finally. Yeah. Why are you mad at me? Yep. Because you only want me for my uterus. And that's a double entendre for you motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't even know what that means. But Chew on good. that. <laughs> um, Sierra speaks French. Yeah. Is entendre French? I hope it sounds like <laughs> Good. Yeah. Okay. Um, With the enactment of the two executive orders and with many men being swept into service, federal agencies such as NASA also expanded their hiring and increased recruiting women, including women of color, to support the war production of airplanes. Two years following the issuance of the executive orders, the Langley Memorial Aeronautical Laboratory, I wish that we could really shorten that, (laughs) but it's like Lamela. (laughs) I, I think that's what I put on my nipples to make sure they didn't get. <laughs> that's Lanolin. <laughs> no. Very close. Lamela is what you ride with the two humps. It's a, that's a llama. That's a camel. Oh. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Let's do a camel and llama together. A llama llama. <laughs> 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 
Um, they began hiring more. Oh, okay. So we already said that. The U.S. believed that the war was going to be won in the air. So they were like, mm. we fucking got to get some planes in this bitch, is how yeah. I imagine they said it. Yep. Um, it had already ramped up airplane production, creating a great demand for engineers, mathematicians, craftsmen, and skilled trade- tradesmen. So she begins working for NASA, and she's assigned to the West Area Computing, a segregated unit, son of a bitch. <laughs> it just makes me so mad to think about. Yeah. Um, okay, so in 1949, Vaughn was assigned as the acting head of the West Area Computers, taking over from a white woman when she died. But they still didn't make her a supervisor, but she was given all of the work of a supervisor, but they would not give her the title or the pay. Yeah. She was, um, then she was, sorry. She led a group composed entirely of African-American women mathematicians. She served for years in an actor acting role before finally being promoted officially to the position of supervisor. Vaughn worked for opportunities for the women in West Computing as well as women in other departments. Seeing that machine computers were going to be in the future, she taught the women programming languages and other concepts. So she was really fucking good at machines. Like Hell she's yeah. very good. And so eventually like these IBM machines, the compute actual computers come mm-hmm. in and they're like, okay, well you still have a job though. We need someone to run these computers. And she's like, I'm going to fucking teach you how to do it. Yeah. So she made sure other people didn't become obsolete. Yes. She was like, don't worry, I will keep your job here. I'm yes. going to make sure you know how to run these so that right. you can still stay and be of use. She moved into the area of electronic computing in 1961 after NASA introduced the first digital non-human computers to the center. She became proficient in computer programming, teaching herself Fortran, which I don't know what that means, then teaches it to her co-workers. She contributes to the space program through her work on the Scout Launch Vehicle Program when NACA became NASA. Segregated facilities, including the West Computing Office, were abolished. In a 1994 interview, Vaughn recalled that working at Langley during the space race felt like being on, quote, the cutting edge of something very exciting. Regarding being an African-American woman during that time in Langley, she remarked, quote, I changed what I could and what I couldn't, I just endured. I know. God damn. I know. She retired from NASA in 1971 at the age of 61. In her final years, Vaughn worked with mathematicians Catherine G. Johnson and Mary Jackson on astronaut John Glenn's launch into orbit. She died on November 10th, 2008 at 98 years old. Wow. In 2019, she was awarded the Congressional Gold Medal. Also in 2019, the Vaughn crater on the far side of the moon was named in her honor. You know what makes me sad is that like all of these people lived during our lifetime yes and i never knew about them. i know until literally like 2016 not that like me knowing about them would have made them any more spectacular sad, but i wish i could have celebrated them and like is when been, they're, yeah when they were here when they're finally getting their recognition is when they're either like gone she died in 2008 i yeah, believe they said yep. so she was already gone when she starts getting this recognition or yeah. it's when she's they're so old like yeah you know, you can't really fully enjoy it, I guess. But if, like, someone, if I'm like on my deathbed and someone's like, I've just named the far side of the moon after you, I'd be like, fucking cool. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess awesome. I'll be there tomorrow. Cause yeah. Because <laughs> I'm 98 years old. <laughs> yeah. Um, on November 6, 2020, a satellite named named after her was launched into space. Aww. 
And that is the story of the hidden figures, the women behind NASA's space launch around or orbit around the exploration. Yeah, just fucking NASA in general. Yeah. And there's so many more. That's the thing. There's there's a lot of people working to go back, but like the records are so like it's hard for people to even find these names. Yeah. To like go and give these women their credit. Yeah. But and I'm sure if it wasn't for them, we wouldn't have done anything like spatially I almost said. <laughs> we wouldn't have done anything in space that we yeah. did intergalactic yeah is that that's probably not we right. would be sitting with aliens on this couch right now <laughs> that's for sure we would have lost to russia that's for sure they'd yeah. have gotten the gold sputnik or something in in moon spacing yeah yeah whatever can i tell Orbiting. you i haven't had dinner and i've had a lot of wine <laughs> I'm so sorry. I nakedly straddled a guitar earlier. I just need you to know how much wine I've had. <laughs> this is my first one. Is that true? Yes, yeah. it is. It definitely is. Anyway, um, <laughs> I hope that you guys enjoyed this, and I hope that it inspired you to like learn about other hidden figures. Please, because, because I'm, sure I'm going there's to. So many. Yeah. Um, and someone messaged us because I posted on our Patreon. I mentioned like, hey. I know you guys are choosing. We're allowing our allowing. One of the perks of being a patron <laughs> is um, helping us choose one episode a month. Hi, ladies. My name is Vicky, and my pronouns are she/her. I love listening to your podcast. Podcast. <laughs> podcast each week. So this story happened a few years ago when I worked at a restaurant. I wasn't working on this particular day, but I heard about it from my friend who is a supervisor there, so I know it's reliable information. So it started off as a normal day and the restaurant got a delivery of the usual cleaning products, toilet paper, paper towels, etc. They just throw bleach balloons <laughs> the building. And you wouldn't believe it. Bleach <laughs> balloons again. Um, they started a delivery service. <laughs> oh, my God. We keep the majority of these items in the employee bathroom on a rack. Uh, well, someone went to get some cleaning products from a canister and when he opened it up, he didn't find soap. He found meth. <gasps> again? Yes. Return of the meth. That's again. That's, that's again. That's my thing. <laughs> Not my thing. Just <laughs> <laughs> the stories. No, I feel like I should clarify. Also, that was not a real song. That was a parody of Return of the Mac. Yeah, so don't come after us for We're... your copyright bullshit. <laughs> yeah, or what are no. we? What are we apologizing for? I don't know. I just wanted people to know that like... We're not on meth. Moral of the story is don't do meth. Don't do it. We don't. I don't. Stop asking us. <laughs> Dabble. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm kidding. No, I swear to God, oh I never have. God. <laughs> That's how I told you. Can, no. I, can you believe it? It was Pondrox. <laughs> I smoked Pondrox. <laughs> and it was wild. Yep. And the episode that got chosen was on cults. That will be next week. Yep. Um, and... It's going to fall in March, and so it didn't land in February. And I was like, so sorry, it didn't land in February. Um, but here's why. But this is important to us. And someone suggested um, speaking about um, Hispanic um, yeah. stories during Hispanic Heritage Month. Is that what they said? Is between September 15th and October 15th. So if you have any stories or you have any... Um, Thing that we should maybe look into, because I'd love yeah, to do more like this. Yeah, please share that with us. Like, yeah. we definitely will do the... We will, like, educate ourselves, do yeah, our yeah, own yeah. research you and stuff. You just have to say the name. Yeah, if you... If there's anything that you're like, hey, this is a really interesting story that I don't think it's enough um, recognition, like, yeah. please let us know so that we can um, talk about it. it. Yeah. So, 
Um, thank you so much for watching. Yeah. Thanks for hanging out. We love you so much. We do. We will see you next week. All right. We're out. Whether you're a morning person or a bedtime procrastinator, everyone deserves a mattress that works for their style. And you'll find the best mattress for you at Ashley. The new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley brings you one-of-a-kind body-conforming technology, making every sleep tailored to be your best. The collection also features cool-to-the-touch covers and motion absorption to help minimize sleep disruptions from partners, pets, or kids. Shop the all-new Temper Adapt Collection at Ashley in-store or online at ashley.com. Ashley, for the love of home. Angie's list is now Angie, and we've heard a lot of theories about why. I thought it was an eco-move. Fewer words, less paper. No, it was so you could say it faster. No, it's to be more iconic. Must be a tech thing. But those aren't quite right. It's because now you can compare upfront prices, book a service instantly, and even get your project handled from start to finish. Sounds easy. It is, and it makes us so much more than just a list. Get started at Angie.com. That's A-N-G-I. Or download the app today.